Originating from a secret underground bunker buried deep in the heart of Chicago's north side, two fans dare to defy the laws of man to bring you a podcast about the south side hitmen, the good guys who wear black. There's a sense of pride. Um, there's a sense of, of purpose. Azagir, by far. He was my favorite player. Well, all time, it's Paul Canerco. I love the hot dogs. I love the grilled onions. And I can't believe it's been 13 years. 13 painful, painful years. <laughs> because good guys wear black. Good guys talk back. Yeah, all right. Welcome, Sox fans. Welcome to Good Guys Talk Back. If this is your first time with us, uh, congratulations, you found us. We appreciate you stopping by. If you've been with us since uh, episode one, uh, welcome back to episode now 24 here on everything Chicago White Sox fan-centric uh, blue-collar podcast. Uh, I am Nick Morawski, and my co-host is Jeff Julian. Hello, sir. Looking forward to having a spirited debate mm-hmm. with you yeah. about all things White Sox. And there is a lot to talk about with this team. A Man. lot to to moan about, and yeah. some things to celebrate, and mm-hmm. some hang-your-head moments, and some just some fun moments, too. Mm-hmm. So this is exactly, I think, the team that we we figured we were going to get, and and here we are with a with with. Something to talk about. God, ups and downs. Uh, the, you know, we the last time we we talked, folks, and uh, you were with us uh, there on episode 20, 23, uh, they just lost the first two to Houston. Right. And we were, we were ready to pack it in. <laughs> we were like, you know, this is a, a disaster. Sweep. What a horrible trip this is going to be. And, and they go ahead and they win the third game of the Houston series. And then the last game, is is a Giolito gem. He yeah. goes a complete yeah. game yeah. against one of the toughest teams to do it against in, in Houston. And you had texted me after the game. You're like, here we go. Uh, I stand corrected. I'd like to redo my bet in, in Minnesota. I'm calling for a sweep. <laughs> right. And I was already super excited uh, heading into Minnesota. You know, all momentum, all excitement. We got We got hot, cold Lopez going. And things just went horribly, horribly wrong. Well, um, you know, I know you had questions about the about the Minnesota Twins. You wanted to see it. You wanted yeah, to be yeah, proven. Yeah, and they were up to the task. Yep, <laughs> and, and, I'll eat, and I'll eat my words on that. I definitely, you know, I was skeptical on the Twins. You know, I've I've watched uh, a lot of their highlights. I've followed some box scores. I've I've heard and seen what's going on with them. But I was like, you know what, this Sox team, you know, they've got some fire, and they step up uh, in adverse uh, situations. Um, that was a damn buzzsaw, man. That, you that know was, what? That was some serious runs at, scored. At one point in Game One, they were up four to one, and and you could just kind of see Minnesota because the fans there weren't there were no murmurs, there were no boos. The fans were almost just like getting settled in. And in the Minnesota faithful, you're like, well, wait a second. We lead like everything in home runs. Um, just, just wait, <laughs> right. just wait. And then before you know it, you know, it's four two, it's four to three. Yeah. Minnesota's got the lead, and yeah. then they never looked back. Just about the entire series, uh, they can hit, man. Yeah, the and Twins can hit. Their run differential is 
unbelievable. A uh, hundred, they're plus one twelve. They're, it's just, it's it's unbelievable. They're, they're they're and they're they're feasting on a pretty weak Central Division yeah. too. Yeah. Ter- but I mean, mm-hmm. they've they they've played some some good teams and they've and they've won some games and they can just hit and they've got a firm grasp on this division right now. The yeah. closest team is Cleveland. 10 games back, but 10 games, 10 games back already, you know, we're know. what a little, little over a quarter of the way through. A little over, yeah. 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 And then, you know, what's funny though, you look at the standings, Sox are 12 back of first mm-hmm. in, in, in third place, four games out, which are not four games out, but four games under 500 mm-hmm. where they've kind right. of just, that's, where they've been, you know, yeah. that's, yeah. you know, you're, and you're yeah. starting to kind of think like this might be, this might be what they are, even though you hope, like, come on, just get to 500. But the American League is so weak, mm-hmm. you're still only three and a half out of the wild card right, right now. Right, so right, right. Uh, what does that mean? Yeah, I, you know what? Uh, this is... We're, we're, we're get, we've got a pretty good sample size where we could say right. that the Sox are going to kind of tread water this way. I, I don't know if they're going to leapfrog 500 anytime soon. I mean, we might wait till maybe after the All-Star break when a couple other pieces perhaps cease, uh, come into play. Um, I think they're going to jockey in this two games under, five games under, one game under, um, because you you are going to be playing Detroit and Kansas City, and Cleveland's extremely beatable. Right. So it's going to keep you around that 500, but then once you play out of your division – then you're going to right. get a taste of some some competitive baseball, and that's where you drop your four, five, six games under. I mean, no apologies for beating teams like Kansas. No, they're on the not. schedule. Play them and beat them, you know, and move on. Right, but, but, but after after 54 games, nothing to me. We we haven't seen a team that looks like they're capable of a 10 out of 11 run mm-hmm. or 11 out of 12. Maybe they are, and maybe they will. Yeah, and that's what it'll take. To probably get over five hundred. Oh, absolutely. And that what, is what, what, I, yeah. what, yeah, what we what we've seen is that here's a three game losing uh, winning streak followed right. by a three game losing streak. Now we won two, yeah. Then we lost two. Now we're gonna win yeah. one, win four, lose yeah. three. It just you can't yeah. make up any ground like that. The sweep in Minnesota was, uh, you know, look as a fan, um, as a diehard fan, as a passionate fan, it was nauseating, but. You know, we're not there. Yeah. We're, we, we, we're just not there yet to compete with Minnesota. I want us to be there in 2019, but the Sox, this team is not built to be at no. where the Twins no. are right no. now. Uh, they're just they're just not. Not when you have... We might have been able to squeak one game out of that, but we had no business being in that series. You just don't have the pitching staff to keep up with a team like that. Like this is a team that you might be able to hit with, even though they didn't, they hit. didn't do any hit, they didn't hit, but the Sox have shown they're capable of, of hitting. And so yeah. this could be a team that maybe you could hang with from a hitting standpoint, but you can't pitch around, around their bats. Oh you know, th- man, th- Lopez this team on Friday, is just, you know, he's, this is your boy, man, that you've, you've been talking about Lopez since pre, uh, since spring training about when are we going to see the real Lopez? And we see flashes, and then we just see that Lopez that just can't figure it out. And, yeah. and uh, Friday was just was really bad because the, the spots that he was missing, he was missing letter high with very little movement or the ball moved back into the zone. And these guys like Sano 
for the Twins. They mash. Right. And he was just putting them on a tee for these guys. Yeah. I mean, when he was missing, he wasn't missing out of the zone and low and cutting out of the strike zone. Right. Um, he was missing straight fastball, and it was right in their wheelhouse. Yeah, you just can't do that with, with, with that team. They're they're too good. No chance. And and that's why you get pounded the way you did there. Yeah. And all you can do is tip your hat to the Twins and hope that you're putting together the kind of team that that you can be like them in the future. Yeah. Um, so uh, in that in that Minnesota series, though, Wellington Castillo um, was concussed. Uh, he's in the IL. And because of that move, we brought up Zebi Zavala um, from the Knights, from the AAA uh, affiliate. And he's he's you know going to get some catching time, uh, a future look here. See what we have. Uh, he got limited playing time in, in Minnesota. Uh, didn't really do well offensively, but I think it's going to be great for him to be up here and kind of learning the staff a little bit, uh, learning from McCann, just being up at the with the uh, big uh, league level. Um, you know, we'll see. You know, McCann's back in the lineup uh, tonight for Game Three against the Royals, but you never know, man. Uh, just being up with these guys. Uh, this is a guy that the front office Sox brass are pretty high on this uh, Sebi Zavala. So we'll see. I think that's good. These yeah. guys need to play. They need to get experience. They need to start figuring out who are the future members of the team that wins a world series. And it can't, it can't just be, you can't just watch them from the minors. You know, I don't know what the service time issue is, mm -hmm. if there is one with him or not. But guys like him, I think it's, I think it's time to see Cease uh, mm -hmm. face some major league uh, yeah. hitters and get some experience there. Yeah. And and let's go. Let's let's mm -hmm. figure it out. That, that, yeah. That's what this is about to me. It, figuring it out, uh, you know, and you know, let's so let's jump off of that figuring out and let's, let's go right into uh, Giolito. So Lucas Giolito is seven and one with an ERA under three. Okay. Last year, he was one of the worst pitchers in major league baseball. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's well documented now over the last few weeks and months, what he did in the off season, who he talked to um, the mechanics, you know, everything has changed if you watch splits of his emotion from last year to this year, and the results have definitely uh, changed. Now, before we continue to praise Giolito, because I've got a lot of great things to say about him, uh, let's, 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 say what, let's go back to what you said about Cease. The example of Giolito having a rough go last year in 2018 – Okay, and I don't want to make it sound out like he's figured everything out. And yeah, we're going to just enshrine him into the Sox Hall of Fame, right? But he's he's a quarter of a way. He, he definitely looks like a completely different pitcher. That what he's doing right now most likely wouldn't have happened if he didn't have the lumps last year in 2018. You you, you agree? I think so. I I don't I I don't see how feasting on minor league batting mm -hmm. makes you right a better pitcher right. if you're uh, and again i'm not a coach i, I don't uh, you know not 
an experienced pitching coach, but clearly, right? You didn't have to say experience. You could have just said well, you could have just said pitching coach. I I I am nothing. Okay. <laughs> well, you're something. you're something. I certainly am a, a baseball nothing. But my understanding. <laughs> well, that really derailed. My understanding of of the minor leagues is you're working on specific things. You're you're working. We're led on to believe form. That, yeah. You're working on. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to master, you know, I can throw these two types of pitches really well. I'd like to add this third one to my arsenal or I'm working on a pickoff move, whatever. You're getting better. Yeah. Um, It's not necessarily about that matchup with with, with batters. So, yes, I agree. You've got to. You've got to come up and face the best in the world. Mm-hmm. You often hear with with football, it's the speed of the game. Mm-hmm, You've never, mm-hmm. you, you'll never understand the speed of of the NFL game, be, uh, the difference between the college and and the mm-hmm. pro game until you actually do right, it. Right. And to me, that's that, it's very similar with yeah. baseball. These are guys yeah. that that hit for a living, whether it's. You know, uh, so I, I think you've got to face those guys. And, yeah, you got to come up and, 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 and take a beating yeah. and learn those guys so the next time you see mm-hmm. them, and, and it might be the next time within the game or it might be three games later after you've played them a couple of times, all of a sudden you've created a, a body of work in your in your head that you can reference and say, mm-hmm. okay, now I know I don't yeah. throw this guy this particular pitch mm-hmm. because he knocks it out of the park every time. Yeah, you know, I, I, as a fan, you want to see uh, a polished, finished product, right, up at the bigs. You want to see something that's ready to go, ready to compete, ready to produce. And what – this is just my personal opinion, a fan perspective. Over the last few years, seeing these guys like Mankata and Kopech and, um, you know, come up, it's like – it's build it's built up so much and and Jimenez, it's built up by Sox brass um that here we go we've we've been waiting for them to finish everything we wanted them to work on and now we're finally bringing them up so when they fail at the big league level like Mankata did yeah okay like Jimenez is is going through it right now like Giolito did we're we're in awe we're like these guys are broken they're a bust because you told us they worked on everything and they had plus plus on everything. They checked all the boxes. Right. They're ready to go. Right. So they should be they should be a finite finished product and we should see results immediately. You know, and, and I feel like that's you're, you're really leading fans in, in a different direction. You know, and, and I know Han has come out and said a few times, like these guys are going to continue to mature. Yeah. But why not bring up a cease now and start getting let him get some loves? Because even if he you think, even if Sox Brass says he's figured it all out, he checked out all the boxes, he's still gonna hit his lows yeah. this year. Yeah. And maybe even into next year. We hope that doesn't go that long. But get him up now, get Collins up, make room, figure this out. Cause I wanna see these guys struggle now and know what they have yeah. to work on. Uh, as this rebuild progresses it it really is remarkable though when you look at his 19 numbers so far two complete games a shutout just um you know his strikeouts he's got 69 strikeouts he had 125 Mm -hmm. last year in in you know he pitched 32 games um you know he's almost already to his uh, season win total for, yeah. for 18 seven and one and he's he's got a 285 era so 
something's clicking and you know, you asked the question in our notes is, mm-hmm. is, is he your ace now? Yeah. I, yeah. I wish I could scratch out Rodon's name on that bet sheet and, and, in <laughs> and, and write man. Giolito in there. But, yeah. but you know, who cares? As long as somebody you you needed somebody from that pitching staff to say, "I'm the guy. Follow me." Hey, it would have been great if it was both of them, yeah. but at least it turned out to be all right. One so, of the guys that you wanted it to be right. So next yeah. year, if if you carry this out next year, you know you can write him in on that. Um, in, in that starting sure, five and say, this is maybe our one or our, our, our number one or number two starter. Okay. So let me ask you this. Uh, it, if he continues to trend, okay. You know, we know he's going to hit some rough patches, right? All pitchers do. Uh, the, the, the very elite go wire to wire. And those are called Cy Youngs. And they just put together a Cy Young year. I'm not saying that Giolito's trending towards a Cy Young this year. I'm saying he, he could potentially be trending towards an all-star year. If he continues to trend in this direction, all right, does it wash away the Radon, Tommy John, and does it wash away maybe a broken Lopez? And you come out of this rubble of 2019 and you say, well, we had some injuries, we had some surgeries, some questions got answered, but what we found with this 2019 staff is we've got an actual ace that we thought was going to be maybe a four or five. And now he can go maybe two, three. I, I don't think there's a washing machine big enough to get rid of, <laughs> to get rid of the stink of Tommy John on this team. It's, well, it's, it's rampant. <laughs> it's uh, it's like, it's like a measles outbreak. Oh, you know, right. we, we really need to, oh, we need to inoculate this team. Uh, we uh, need to, we need but to, you know what I'm saying? No, I, I do, mean, but I don't think that's the case. I think, you you needed to hit on a couple of these guys to know that next year we've got three of our four, three of our five starters, and now we've got one more guy to to identify maybe mm-hmm, from the minors. Right. Maybe that's Cease or maybe it's yeah. Covey. And then we gotta go out and get one more guy. You, you definitely you know? have to go so, out and get somebody. But no, now to me, Lopez still is 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 not what you hoped he would be and if he continues to trend the way he is i don't know is he is he good enough to be a fifth starter maybe you know well i guess um, what i'm let me re- with, go, go ahead, ahead. Yeah. all right well what I, let me i see what you're saying on that but what what's the advantage of getting out of 2019 with two guys that they stayed healthy i'm talking about giolito and lopez and, you know, maybe they were, you know, 15 and 15 or 17 and 13. And, yeah. you know, they had like a five ERA and you're like, well, you know, they're getting, a, you know, they're getting, a, hey, they're staying healthy. Yeah. We got some quality innings out of them. Do you want to see that? Or do you want to see one that, you know, hey, we don't have a lot of confidence in Lopez. He might be our fifth. But guess what? Giolito completely rose and we see what we thought we were getting in that Eaton deal. No, that's good. I, and, but, but your question was, does Giolito being seven and one trending towards all-star status and possibly an ACE wipe away or negate what happened with Radon and Lopez? And I say, no, Hmm. I think it can both be a great thing that Giolito has come on and, and sort of put his hand up and said, I'm, I'm one of the guys, Yeah, but you still have problems. You've got, Rodon is on the shelf with Tommy John. Yeah, so yeah. is Kopech. Yeah. Lopez 
is probably no good. Benuelos is hurt as well. Uh, maybe he probably wasn't even in your plans, but two of the guys that were in, in your plans for future starters are on the shelf uh, with varying degrees of Tommy Johnson. Right, 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 right. That's right. not good. Right. That's not good, but I'm not looking at Banuelos or Nova or Covey. I'm, I'm really concerned about uh, going into this year. I was concerned about Giolito, Lopez, and Rodon. Okay. I knew well, then you're, well, then you're one of three. Right, and that's not good. Right, enough. but does that one being so great that it is, is it okay to like that it overshadowed no. the two bad? No, because to me that wasn't a plan. The One's plan not was, greater than two. Is well, what you're the, saying? Yeah, <laughs> I am a math expert. No, that wasn't the plan though. Rick Hahn didn't say, "Hey, I got these three guys, and we're hoping one of them is yeah. a starter for the future." The plan was, I, yeah, we, I, I, these I hear three that. guys are going to be in our rotation yeah. for the next three or three to five years, and they're going to be joined by Kopech, sure. and they're going to be joined by um, uh, Cease, Cease and, yeah. and this yeah. is your starting five. And yeah. now we only know for sure, more than likely, that Giolito is going to be there. Kopech will be there when he'll he comes be, he'll, back. Yeah. yeah. Co, uh, uh, Cease is yeah, going to be, be there. there. Yeah. Lopez, we don't know about. Yeah. And Rodon, you and I talked. Right. He he may never Correct. pitch in a Sox uniform again. Okay. So uh, I, I hear that. I hear that. I you know devil's advocate. I guess uh, I they're not going to give up on Lopez. He's pitching tonight uh, in the series finale against the Royals. Um, and I hope when folks are listening to this, um, we already know that Lopez. Uh, you know, had a quality start, and, and the Sox swept the the Royals. I, I want him. I want him to do well because I see these flashes. Yeah. You know, and he's got yeah. plus speed, and it's just his. He just doesn't hit his spots. But guess what's happening tonight, Jeff? Tonight, James McCann is catching Lopez for the first time. It's always been Wellington Castillo. Now, at, on the post game last night, uh, Lucas Giolito could not say enough about. James McCann. Yeah. I mean, everybody is talking this guy up on how he calls a game, how he knows his pitchers, the confidence that he instills in his pitchers and McCann's doing it offensively. So I, I'm really, I'm curious to see how Lopez throws with McCann. Okay. Because McCann, he could be the fixer, man. I mean, <laughs> you know, like th there, there are some catchers that they can see things that maybe a different catcher's not seeing. But so then, and yes, McCann has been great offensively and he seems to have a good grasp of calling the game and taking care of these pitchers. But do we also credit him for some of the, the, the poor starts that have, uh, that, that, that have been a part of this pitching staff or he gets zero blame right okay. now. Uh, <laughs> he's blameless. He's no, I blameless. mean, he, he's not, you know, he's not perfect, but he has been such a bright spot, such a bright spot. And I feel like the catching position is one of the most difficult positions uh, in baseball to to come up to the ma to the majors and, ex and excel at. OK, you're sitting there at double A AA or triple A and you get the call up and you're going to be an everyday starter as a catcher, it takes a long time for you to learn the hitters in the league, to know your pitching staff. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're the general out there. Yeah. You know, you're the yeah. commander. And I think you need to have somebody, a veteran, that you can rub shoulders with, that is willing to take you under his wing 
that doesn't have an ego. That's like, I get my, you know, Hey, I'm getting some, uh, you know, a fresh life here with this team, which McCann is. And I, I think his attitude's right. And if you could start, you know, slipping, you know, Zebby uh, or Collins in throughout this year and then extend McCann next year until we have a better idea of what's happening here with these guys. It's a really good situation in a year that's been it's been tough. Okay. But let's say McCann keeps playing well. Sure. Does McCann become somebody you have to think about moving as you get closer to the trade? Oh, line? see, now you're causing all these what? problems here. <laughs> I, wanna I don't want to think about that. Why I want to you... add him to my to I my gotta... should or should he not be traded list. All right, so you want to talk we were about arguing about before? You want to talk about this right now? On. Let's talk about this right now. The big question is Colome. Yes. Okay. Yeah. The Colome is the big question. My brain and can you got only a trading partner so- in this city too. That that I don't want your Montgomery. <laughs> you don't have to take Montgomery, but the Cubs need a closer, and so do other teams. Frankly, why doesn't why don't the Cubs go after Kimbrel after the draft? I, you want to throw money? No, and in some would argue that the Sox might go after Keuchel after the draft. I I would be shocked. I would love to be shocked by that. I'll do a Facebook live and I'll make a whole, I'll do a Polish platter. I'll, I'll make a, my own Polish platter and I'll do, I'll just sit down and eat Polish platters during the Facebook live. If that happens, <laughs> that is an insane disturbing. idea. Disturbing. Disturbing. Uh, probably could get a sponsor for that. Maybe a <laughs> local antacid, uh, purveyor. Kosh's, uh, pierogies. <laughs> um, I just think that we know there's no World Series this year. Understandable. There's probably yeah. not. Okay, then understanding that there have to be tradable pieces on this team. And certainly you got to have a partner and the deal has to be good. Right. But if you come out on the other side of the trade deadline, which is a hard deadline this year. Yeah. So there's going to be some movement and there's going to be people mm-hmm. lining up early to get tradable assets yeah. that are out there, good assets. And with the expanded wild card uh, for the last few years, there's more teams that are thinking they're they're still in it. So to me, you've got a chance to either, you know, pluck a few more young guys, maybe pick up somebody that could do something for you. But if you come out on the other side of this deadline and had made no moves and keep the exact same team that you have right now, then what what are you saying? It could be addition by subtraction. I mean, by the time the deadline comes around, we might have DFA'd a couple more people. We might have just you know cut, trimmed the fat like we were talking about last ap- last last episode and bring up some of these minor league guys, and then now we've got a, a different feel. I think, but we both agree that Colome is probably the most tradable, most desirable asset on on this team. This isn't two years ago, though, where if, you know, there's no business Sox having a dynamite closer, you know, in in 2017 or even in 2018, where, okay, we will trade that dynamite closer or middle relief for some young guys that might help us and mature in 2020. We're one year away from 2020. So who are you going to trade that is a young guy that's going to work through the system very quickly that can help us win games as soon as 2020? Now, a, a proven vet is a different story. A, a handsy utility guy um, or maybe, 
you know, a starter that a team doesn't think they can sign in the offseason and they're looking to win now, I could see maybe getting creative that way. But it has to be I don't I don't want a couple guys that might develop by 2020, 2021. It, it, and I agree with you. Colome is risky to keep on this team that's not going anywhere. But you got to get like of worth if not better, that can help you compete almost immediately. But I think if you're ready to compete next year, which I don't know that they will be, I think they'll be much more competitive next year, but I still think I still think you might be one year off of actually being ready to, 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 to win a world series. I could be totally wrong, but my point would be if, if you are ready next year and you traded column a in in 19 i still think you can build a bullpen that you'll be able to go out and get a closer um and and so to me if you if you can get something for this guy that will help you when you're ready to win i think you got to trade him i i i completely understand where you're coming from i'm on the fence with that just because of the pocketbooks uh or the the wallet of the Sox brass you know they they're not willing to spend money i would agree with you if they threw money down on a big name free agent this offseason, I would say, okay, they've shown us they'll they'll go get the chips, they'll go get the missing pieces. But to find this guy, and and hopefully he trends this in this direction. He's just you know he was just not a quarter of the season player. I think he's going to continue to trend to find this guy on the cheap. You know, um, what's he signed to though? How many years do the Sox have him for? I think we've got him for next year, and then and then a. Um, in 2021, we've got an option. Hmm. I mean, you, you can you can check check no, into I, that, I, but I'm I think it's a better because... deal than Herrera. Which, if Herrera could stay healthy and Herrera could keep, yeah, improving. he's arbitration eligible in 2020. He's a free agent in 2021. Okay, so it's a it's a it's he's a friendly... 30 years old. Right yeah. Now. Okay. Uh, I you know. It's a tricky situation right here. This is a great conversation. But now to your point earlier, a few minutes ago, now you throw McCann in here. I think you hold on to McCann. I think you hold on to McCann. So maybe you do. I'm just, I'm saying at some point you got to be listening. You got to pick up the phone sure. and oh, you got to sure. have a list of guys. And you've told me yeah. that. Your phone's off. You're taking no. You're, you're taking no off. trade calls. I brought up a Brayu, untradeable. Uh, I have that, that Anderson, no, untradeable. That little notification of like when you're trying to text somebody and they're driving. It says, "I'll get back to you. I'll get back to you later." You're gonna miss the deadline. I don't well, know. I'm aware of the deadline. I just I'm, think like a guy like McCann. Though what's interesting to me about a guy like McCann is, you know, when you look at his numbers, he's He's far exceeding he his is. career he's numbers. With house money so right let's now. say he's still playing with house money when that when 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 you get to the deadline and you got a team that's just had an injury. Hey, they could use this guy. He could take him through to the rest of the year. You got catchers that you're you're going to be bringing up anyhow. So you could say goodbye to this guy, especially if you're not in it. What qualifies as in it is wild card in it for you. If we're sniffing the wild card, like three games back of the wild card. Do you play for the wild card this year? I don't know. I mean, as a fan, I would say, yeah, it'd I be think exciting. I think if you're, I think it depends on what time of the year it is and how legit you really believe that, that, that shot to be. If you think, if you really think you're in it and 
and you, I would have to know what their record was at at that point. You know, like are well, they just know that they're three games okay, out of the wild card? But I think this team right now, if they were still playing the way they are now, later where it's uh-huh. like win a couple, lose yeah. a couple, win a couple, lose a couple in mm-hmm. their in their four or five games under five hundred, but three and a half out, three mm-hmm. out, but they don't really look like like okay if they got into the playoffs, could they beat anybody? I don't know, maybe, but there, but but there's an argument of experience for a young team, correct? Going through Absolutely. going through a race, yeah. But I don't know. At, what what is the deadline? July twenty seventh, or, yeah, late or July. you know, yeah. I mean, there's still a lot of baseball there's left to be played at that point. Left. So I don't know that it's you're going to be able to, to have. I, I think I think if McCann is still looking good, and you get a dance partner, and you can get something worth uh, worthwhile trading him, I, I, I would listen to it. You know, here's a guy um, that I wouldn't mind getting rid of. Uh, you've, I think, turned the corner on. Uh, his name's Yolmer Sanchez, <laughs> and uh, I was I was really into this guy last year. He was he was a spark on a on a real dismal 2018 team, and he filled some spots for us and always came up with that big hit and kind of was a clubhouse mascot. He keeps it light. Yeah. Um, yeah. He had some fun be, this past week and, and he, and he kept it light again um, in that ridiculous Memorial day game that I cannot believe they continued to play <laughs> in the weather <laughs> I, that I, was happening. Um, I mean, we're talking standing water in the infield and these guys were still trying to get in a couple more innings. Um, Sox eventually tied it in the bottom of the fifth by the bat of Yalmer He's swimming in the infield. He's pouring a a Gatorade bucket of ice water on his head. Um, You know, you know, and then and then he comes around and uh, he gets the game winning hit when they when they uh, start the game back up on Tuesday uh, before the regular scheduled game. So he's starting to he's starting to come around a little bit offensively. Um, I checked in on his defense. You know, he's kind of plateaued. Um, I, what do you make of this guy? I, he's a guy that I think a team that's looking to make a, a run that needs maybe an extra infielder right. that can play third right. base, second base, yeah. pinch run, you know, um, you know, he's got a, he's got, he's got a little bit of pop in his bat. He's a slasher. He's got a ton of speed. You know, one of those guys that like, can, you can insert him into a lineup just for some extra electricity. I don't mind to see him going. Yeah, but what are you really going to get from Not him, much. You know? And I mean, that's the thing for me is... More just to trim fat. Just to, like, maybe cash considerations. Sure. sure. And you might... And, and yet, there's nothing wrong with that. But I still think you gotta you got to identify some guys that you might be able to do something with. You know? And and maybe... Who knows? But maybe he's not going to be around. You think he's going to be on the team when they when they win the next division? Yomer Sanchez? I know no, he, no. I mean, no, I, I don't. I know you need some if, utility. If he guys. is, he's working for the grounds crew, swimming <laughs> out of the know, infield. He knows the field really well. Uh, I mean, I look back in the '05 team, and I think he had like a guy like Timo Perez, who was uh, utility. And you got to have these off the bench guys. But I just think that that spot in the lineup can be used differently. Uh, I don't see him around in the long run. So right. if a team that I don't know, it just wants to get creative. And they're like, Hey, if you're open for business socks, I'll take Yolmer and I'll take uh, an arm, maybe a Herrera 
and we might get something. You know, you got to package some deals uh, every yep. now and then. Yeah. No, I, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I don't think he'll be around. I like him for this year. You know, you talk a lot about Ricky and keeping the team light. Yeah. And, and yeah. he definitely, I don't think it's a distraction. It's at least, not, at least I, I don't, don't get the so, sense that no. it is. He, you know, you, the team stayed out when he was, you know, dancing out in the rain yeah. and, you know, pouring Gatorade on himself. And then he, you know, comes through, uh, in, in the clutch there and, you know, I think you need a guy like that. You, you need an attitude yeah. like that when yeah. you're when you're in this sort of win a couple games, lose a couple games, which I, I right. would assume it's frustrating to watch as a fan. I would think maybe it's it's frustrating to to be on that kind of team where you feel like we we're better than this. We're just not there yet. You know, you know, what's what I think is frustrating. And folks, I've got some high school baseball and a very little bit of college baseball experience uh, is the weather. When you are starting and stopping a game, that's maddening. When you've got rainouts, when you've got delays, this weather all around the country, but specifically here in the Midwest in Chicago, the wettest May on record. Yeah. I mean, that that really plays with you. And then, yeah. of course, you are telling me before the podcast, Giolito didn't even, he got confused <laughs> on the start of the game. I uh, heard that on the radio, that it was like he was surprised and didn't have all of the normal time he has to to get prepped, yeah. to be, you know, to, to, to warm up. And I'm yeah. thinking, who's, who, is it somebody in charge of that? Isn't that... Yeah. The pitching coach's job or, or the manager or now, it, it, somebody again, folks, my limited experience, like my high school and, and college experience, the pitching coach always alerted the starting pitcher of like, this is how much time we have, but <laughs> no one was calling me at home or not, you know, like fifth period. Like, you know, the game starts at, you know, but he was there. There was a game going on beforehand. I think there was a confusion of it. You originally was a seven ten start and they changed it to 30 minutes after the conclusion of who's uh, making sure these guys get on their planes on time. <laughs> there's a handler. There's somebody that figures all this out. Um, all right. Speaking of last night, um, the worst ceremonial first pitch <laughs> in history. Are you sure? Can you can I, you I, guarantee I, this? I think it goes. It goes on. It goes on record is the worst. So, folks, you've seen the video. I know Yours you've seen the video. Was a pretty bad celebrity. Uh, Line them up. I mean, Fifty pitches. Cent, Snoop Dogg, Carl Lewis. Uh, there's been some rough ones. Uh, the Sox had a, had a White Sox employee of the month. Uh, you guys, everybody knows the story. You saw the videos. She threw out the first pitch uh, last night at the beginning of the second game, the originally scheduled game. And I, you've got the video up because I, I, I can't remember if she was on the mound or just in front of the mound. Sometimes- it looks like she was just in front. I, I'm going to say okay. this is the best worst ceremonial first pitch because she hit the camera <laughs> and the camera guy is standing what 15 feet to yeah. her left yeah okay and he just gets, he gets it gets it and okay so he's fine he didn't yeah. get hurt the camera didn't get dis- destroyed but her reaction then after isn't even to check in on the photographer like, oh, my goodness, I'm so sorry. Are you okay? She just puts double V up in the air and runs off the field celebrating. Well, I kind of have to give it to her for that because, I mean, 
you know you're gonna in this day and age you're 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 going viral and and now you got to live with this kind of I mean she leaned into it so you know? I think you got to make the best well, out she of didn't it cry and, or anything she was no, celebrating but it's just it's un, it's unfortunate because then you're kind of just stuck with with this notoriety and I I was thinking about this with um with Buckner passing away um, yeah, this yeah. Th- this year and just mm-hmm. how how you kind of get like, unfortunately, especially now in in a world where everybody's got cameras and can capture yeah, every yeah, single, I mean, it was, yeah. it was funny. Don't, don't yeah. get me wrong, it was but, but there's still just like this, then there's this churn where every late night host has got to talk about it and every yeah. bad morning radio t- or morning TV show, every crappy podcast. <laughs> um, and yeah. you just kind of wonder sometimes like, what is the, what is the flip side of that? But it There's was, no, it mean, was, it was bad. It, it was no really doubt bad. about it. And I, you know, uh, it makes for this, this little bit here, it makes for a viral video, but I, you, you had to have some, some prep time to practice. <laughs> so you're pitch. less, you're, you're more concerned about the lack of effort and practice. Exactly. 100%. <laughs> like, cause yeah, how, how often are you going, you know, maybe they're going to bring her back out next year and see if she improves. On why the are they still doing this? You know that, what? That's another question. Okay, why here's why a don't question. you just stop doing Here's a question. This? Why stop are doing there... this? Stop, <laughs> stop having celebrities come in and sing, you know, take me out to the ball game. Just yeah, end well, all of this. It's, it's the amount. There are three to four ceremonial first pitches at each game. We don't need any of that. It used to be one, and you know what? There's no. a celebrity in town or something, or there's a season ticket holder that's 35 years season ticket. We have got people that like, you know, hey, this guy's from, you know, some bank that, you know, what just make sure you get your local checking at this place right. and they roll him out. Why you hasn't know? anybody learned either? I would say no, no, thank you. I don't want to do this. Limit it you to know? one human throwing a pitch. Make sure they practice it. Someone, no. You talk about somebody making sure everyone gets on the plane all right. Somebody should be making sure folks <laughs> practice their ceremonial first pitches. I say get it out of there. Get it out of the game. You want to you we will give you the first pitch that we will give you the ball of the first pitch that's thrown. That's yeah, your right. ceremony. They'll, they'll just you know? roll a catch or go roll. back and catch it. You'd be much better off. At least it's a mo- you're you don't have to move. All you have to do is hold the the mitt. You know, D- let's do that instead. The ceremonial yeah. first catch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's just you underhand. Sit. Here you yeah. go. You just yeah. sit back there and catch mm-hmm. it. That's all you got to do. Or just run the ball out to the ump. The ceremonial Perfect. run out. Perfect. Hey, yeah. ceremonial dust off of home plate. <laughs> hey, they, I, we haven't got there yet. Uh, all right. So I'll take us out on this last thing. This last thing. So the MLB draft is coming up, Jeff, uh, to, uh, Monday, June 3rd. Sox are picking third. Okay. This is the highest they've picked during this entire rebuild. I, I'm not going to go through all the players. That I was going to say, man, this is going to be a real stretch for me. <laughs> yeah, no. What I want to know in just in a couple minutes uh, is the Sox have not had the atypical number one pick during a rebuild, right? It's that race to tank. And the Cubs had it in what? Bryant. They took number one with Bryant. I'm pretty sure the Royals had a number one pick. And I think the Astros did as well. Boston, you know, they don't rebuild. They just reload. So yeah. is this, you know, do you, is this a good thing or a bad thing? You know, for this, are you going to look at this down the line and say, well, the reason why this rebuild didn't go well is because they never had that number one pick 
to really develop? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, unless they're not going to be a player in free agency mm-hmm. and they're, if, if they still, if they're one really great player away that would have come through the draft, then yeah, then it's probably, it probably is going to affect it. But if those guys are already here, whether they came in through trades Mm -hmm. or, or, or they were drafted and, you know, I think, you know, when you look at the, the young core, that's going to be, forget about the pitching staff, but the young core position players Mm -hmm. that's here, Anderson, uh, Jimenez and Mancada, you know, if you think you need more than that, yeah, and maybe you do, but some of that maybe comes through free agency, or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. some of that is, you know, your you know your your grinder guys, yeah, um, that aren't stars, but mm-hmm. they're they're the baseball players that you need to have on a winning team. Then, then, then maybe you're okay, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I don't know, and I honestly don't know enough. I I think that two two things I heard was that they might be looking at a first baseman or a shortstop. Yeah. I say you draft a shortstop. I don't. I don't know why you need a first baseman. I think you've got guys on this team right now that could rotate between you, first base and DH. Are you a guy that uh, you know? Hey, it's your call, Jeff. Uh, we know you're not an experienced pitching coach, and we know right. you're, I'm not. A, <laughs> I was not an expert pitching coach. <laughs> oh, that's right, expert. Uh, are you more of a guy that you want to take just the best talent? when they drop to you or are you drafting for need? We got a hole. We don't have a lot of depth. We're going to go with this position, even though this different position is the best talent mm. at that. Yeah. It's I feel tricky. like I think so much more about football when I think about the draft and typically, unless you have a need, like a very like, Hey, we got to get the quarterback yeah, yeah, of the quarterback. future. Yeah. It always seems like the best move to do is to take the the best player yeah. there, yeah. you know. And so, I would still think unless they have a very specific need, and I mm-hmm. don't know that they. I mean, I feel like so many of their needs are are thought to be filled by guys who sure. are yeah. at AAA yeah. right yeah. now that are yeah. about ready to come up yeah. or or. So I don't I can't think of one specific position in my mind that would make me pick over the best player mm-hmm. yeah. available. Yeah. They're going to get a good pick. They're going to get they're going to get a player that uh I I hope can quickly develop through uh the system. It doesn't look to be a pitcher, but that could change. I mean, the next time we talk, there will be a new uh, member of the White Sox organization. Um, folks, thank you so much for joining us here. Episode 24 of Good Guys Talk Back, your Chicago White Sox podcast, fan-centric and blue-collar. Um, we would appreciate if you uh, you can rate this podcast. Right after you listen, give it a rating. Uh, appreciate that. Uh, like us on Facebook. Find that Facebook page and follow us on Twitter at GoodGuysTB. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends. For Jeff Julian, I am Nick Morawski. Go Sox.